This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, this one's a good one. Now, we're all going to be happy about this one. Robin Ventura. The Mets signed Robin Ventura going into the 1999 season after they choked out of the 98 season to a four-year, $32 million deal. He was 31 years old, and he had an awesome first year. Really the anti-other guys. So many times guys have come here, and they've struggled in their first year, and then they pick it up. Ventura was the complete opposite. He would actually never match what he did in his first year. He had 32 home runs. He drove in 120 runs. He had so many big hits in that 1999 season. Obviously, in the postseason, we think about the Grand Slam single, but even during the regular season, he got a huge hit to win that Saturday night game against the Pirates, game 161, that kind of set the Mets up to eventually get to the one-game playoff. He had that game in which he had Grand Slams and both ends of a doubleheader. He was awesome. Plus, we can't forget the glove. I mean, defensively, he was as good as it gets. He was a big part of the greatest defensive infield in the history of Major League Baseball, at least deemed by SI. So amazing first year by Robin. The problem was he fell off. 2,024 home runs, 84 RBIs, a 777 OPS, and in 2,142 games, 21 home runs, 61 RBIs, a 778 OPS. The Mets actually traded him during the offseason of what would have been his final year with the Mets. They traded him to the New York Yankees of all teams for David Justice. Big name trade that really turned into nothing because the Mets flipped David Justice. I think a few weeks later for a reliever, Mark Guthrie was his name. And Ventura ended up having a good year with the Yankees in 02. So he actually went over there and played pretty well. I'd say it was a good signing despite the way it ended. I think sometimes when you give a guy a contract like that, you know you're not getting the full four years of awesomeness. But he was great in the first year. And even in those two years where he wasn't the same offensive player, he was so good defensively, so good defensively, and became one of the leaders in that room for a team that made the postseason back-to-back years. So Robin Ventura, hell of a signing. You'd agree with that, right, Hoff? Oh, no question. Because like you said, too, the moments he gave fans in a year where they made the playoffs, it was significant. And it was, uh, again, like I definitely I think uh, you nailed one for the Mountain Rushmore for me. Oh, Oh, you spoke too soon. He may not make the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> By the way, my next guy, and I love this guy. I, I genuinely like him. He's a good dude. He's been on the show with us in the past before. I think, though, his signing becomes overrated because we like him so much. 
And that guy signed a four-year, $26 million contract right before the 2003 season. And that guy is Cliff Floyd. Cliff Floyd just didn't play enough. That that was my biggest issue with Cliff. And I, and I think in a way, he was looked at as a tough guy who battled through injury and played through injury. And I appreciate that. But the facts are the facts. He didn't play enough. 2003, 108 games. Very productive in those 108 games. Had an 894 OPS. Hit 18 home runs. Drove in 68 runs. Fantastic. Team sucked. Cliff barely played. Following season 04, another year in which the Mets sucked. Only 113 games. Same numbers, though. 18 home runs. 63 RBIs. Barely played. The one year he played was 2005. He went out there and played 150 games, hit 34 home runs, had an 863 OPS. Mets had a fun year in 05. That was like the return to relevance season. They were sort of in a pennant race, fell out of it early September. That was the first year of Beltran, the first year of Pedro Martinez, the final year of Mike Piazza, and a great year out of Cliff Floyd. And 2006 was just, it was a lost season, man. Cliff Floyd was hurt most of the year, didn't produce that much when he played. Uh, I have two images of Cliff Floyd from the 06 season. Number one, he caught the final out that won the Mets the National League East. It was a fly ball to left field with Billy Wagner on the mound, and I could still see Cliff with his arms up. Cool moment. And then, and this is not his fault, Willie Randolph using him in Game 7 to pinch hit. When with first and second and nobody out down by two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, I thought at least go to Tom Glavin and lay a bunt down. Now, maybe all these years later, we look at that differently. Uh, Bunting has sort of died. Even my view on bunting has certainly changed. But the reason in the moment I didn't want Cliff up there was because he couldn't move. He could not run. And if he hit the ball on the ground, it was a double play. And that to me was the worst case scenario. When Cliff came up though, Shea was electric, and Willie was trying to catch a moment and thought, can you imagine Cliff Floyd gets a fastball, hits a ball over the phone, my God. And I had visions of it. I think we all dreamt of it. But when Cliff struck out, I actually had a sigh of relief because I said, no double play. Okay, move on to the next. And obviously the inning did not exactly work out. Speaking of which, (laughs) let's be honest. Spoiler alert, whether you like him or you don't, he's on the Mount Rushmore of free agent signings. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Carlos Beltran. Carlos signed a seven-year, $119 million contract going into the 2005 season. So here's the deal with Carlos. Seven-year contract. He had three full awesome seasons. He had three seasons in which, not saying he was bad, missed a lot of time. And then the extra season was year one, where he played, but he wasn't good. And really has become the poster boy of the first year in New York syndrome for a big free agent signee. He played 151 games, the second most games he played in any season as a Met, but only hit 16 home runs, had a 745 OPS, and Met fans were very, very underwhelmed. Very right. underwhelmed. So so I'm going to come to his defense. He came in, and they put him in right field, if I'm correct. 
correct? Because they no, Cameron... they moved Mike Cameron to right field. Is that what it was? Yes. They had now the games he missed. I believe was after that collision. That yeah, awful so collision. Cameron moves to right. He was devastated because Cameron was a really good defensive center fielder. Beltron was very good too. Uh, it's it's tough. They were both really good aggressive defensive center fielders. They move Cameron to right in San Diego. They converge because they both have the center field mentality. Cameron took the worst of it. Beltron was hurt, uh, but he didn't miss much time. I mean, he ended up playing 150 games that season. Well, my defense was that they were messing with him because I thought there was something going on. Maybe it was just uh, the first year nerves. And again, yeah. the big thing is that the the reason why a lot of people were not happy with him is because the rumor is he went back to the Yankees and said, what would it take? I'll take less money to go play for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that was a true rumor. Uh, I had Carlos on a few years later, said not true, didn't happen. You can believe it. You don't have to believe it. But here's why I don't buy that as a reason to dislike him. I remember when the Mets signed him in January of 2006, and no Mets fan gave a crap about that. They were just so excited that here was this guy who dominated in the postseason. He's only 27 years old, 28 years old, and he's coming to our team. That became a convenient thing to dislike about him. That became a, oh, yeah, well, he wanted to be a Yankee. I mean, who gives a crap? C.C. Sabathia wanted to be a freaking Oakland A. Does that matter? <laughs> he signed with the Yankees. It doesn't matter. The excuse for Beltran, by the way, that I think is fair, and Carlos learned from it, as you'll see in the rest of his career, is Carlos was hurt in 2005, and he played through injury. And he learned the lessons of it, which is, if you don't perform, they're going to boo you. So it creates a question you got to ask yourself as an athlete. Would you rather battle through injury and play hurt, knowing it may affect your play, or would you rather say, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play till I'm healthy. And if you look at the last three years Beltron had with the Mets, I, I wouldn't say, let me, let me rephrase that. 2011, he was healthy. He got traded in the middle of the season. So let me take 11 out because he was healthy that year. 2010, 2009, he barely played. He, pay, he played 64 games in 10. He played 81 games in nine. I think there was controversy about a knee surgery he wanted that the Mets didn't want him to have. But I think that that first year influenced him where it was, I'm not going to play hurt. Why? So Mets fans could think I suck. Comes back in 06, has an MVP caliber year, one of the great seasons in the history of the Mets franchise. 41 home runs, 116 RBIs, a 982 OPS, Comes back in 07, 33 home runs, 112 RBIs, 878 OPS. Comes back in 08, plays 161 games, 27 home runs, 112 RBIs, 876 OPS. Produced when he played in 09, and then in his final year of 2011. And by the way, thank you, Carlos, has a great stretch. And the Mets are able to turn him into Zach Wheeler. So thank you, Carlos. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I tell you, man, it's not perfect. But when you sign a guy to a seven-year contract and you get as much production as you got out of Carlos, even though he missed some time, I think that's an A free agent signing. I think you got to look back at that and say, that was great. I would do it again. Especially for the length. Because, again, you're talking about, like, we, we touched on Bonilla. We touched on Ventura. We touched on a lot of these other guys. They didn't pan out for the length. They had, like, one or two good years. But they, we only signed up for three or four. And they couldn't even go that far. Beltran right. gave you a, a lot of length. Gave you a lot of length. And one thing that is not fair uh, in terms of how people talk about Carlos is they think of the strikeout in 06 and say he wasn't clutch. It's ridiculous. Beltran was the most clutch player on the New York Mets those years. And, and unfortunately, because of the way 06 ended and because of it's easy to forget good moments in 07 and 08 because of the way those seasons ended, you almost ignore how clutch Beltron was. I really thought, you know, just watching him every single day, he was the most clutch player they had. You know, we all love David Wright. He's a homegrown Matt. Beltron was more clutch than David Wright. He just was. I mean, it's not, it's not hating. It's not extra love. It's just, it's a reality. And I think, unfortunately, because of the way things ended in 06, he doesn't get enough credit for being as clutch as he actually was. I agree, but there's a little bittersweetness between behind Carlos Beltran because this is the thing, right? 06, they go to the playoffs, he strikes out. That's the end of the playoff era for the Mets and Carlos Beltran. But yet we signed him with the notion of this guy is unbelievable in the playoffs, and we only got there once with him. So it's kind of like we had a nice run. We just missed out because he struck out on a, on a, a nasty pitch by Adam Wainwright, which you got to give more credit to Adam Wainwright than anything else. And yet we're sitting here going like, but the guy is so clutching in, in the playoffs, but we can't see it. It's not until he goes to the Yankees and other teams where they go back to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I listen, man, I totally get it. I mean, it's not necessarily his fault that they didn't get other opportunities in the postseason. No, that's the Wilpon's fault. We can, well, I mean, we can say that over and over and over. It's the same thing that they, they listen, when they promised David Wright the world, sign with us, stay here, we'll do all this. And what do they do? They bring Michael Kadire, his buddy. And that's about no, it. I, I get it. I, it one and they push the fences back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In 2008, which. I don't know if it's fair to call that a collapse. 07 was the collapse, but whatever. Mets lost the pennant race in 2008. Carlos Beltran put the New York Mets on his back and said, all right, guys, I'm going to carry you through September. And here are the numbers, just to back up my point. September of 08, as the Mets are trying to win a pennant race, Carlos Beltran hit 344. He had a 1,086 OPS. He hit... Six home runs and drove in 19 runs. And he did that in September slash October of 2008, including hitting a home run in the final game at Chase Stadium that came back to help tie the game, if memory serves correct, against the Marlins. But it didn't matter because Scott Schoenweiss sucks. He gave up two home runs and the Mets lost the game. And that, to me, is a lot of what happened to Carlos in 2008. I know it's not the playoffs, but he performed at a high level in games that mattered down the stretch of the season. It just, it didn't work. But look, one of the great free agent signings in the history of the franchise. Moving on, we got two closers. Number one, Frankie Rodriguez. Three years, $37 million after the Mets had no bullpen in 2008. 
they said, let's go get K-Rod. I mean, it was an okay signing. Frankie in 09 was fantastic until the Luis Castillo drop. That was his first blown save of the season. He got off to a great start, ends up saving 35 games that year. The problem for Frankie, and this hurt him throughout his tenure, the Mets weren't that good. So you look at a closer, and it's like, well, what can you do if you're not given a lead? In 2010, he saved 25 games with a 2-1 ERA. And then in 2011, the Mets knew they weren't going anywhere. So after his 23 saves, they flipped him. They traded him to the Brewers. It's not a bad signing. It's not his fault, though. I think if Frankie Rodriguez was the closer on a good Met team, maybe we view him differently. But the team just wasn't any good. No, I agree with that. And then then there was the issues with the... um... And there was some issues. Again, there's always father-in-law. issues. Father-in-law. Is that yeah. what it was when he punched his father-in-law in the face or something like that? There, there's always something going on. There could never be just perfect. You know, the, you know, this guy's great. This guy's amazing. He he makes our life amazing. Uh, yeah, no, K-Rod, I, I agree. Like, he came in here. It was he, Did he sign right after the 75 uh, saves? Yes. Yeah. And that he, never he saved uh, a, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of games for the Angels. And then the Mets are like, let's go at him. And they signed him. And they signed J- or traded for J.J. Putz. So the right. Mets tried to really address their bullpen issues, which had a lot to do with their failures in 2008. And Putz wasn't any good. And Frankie Rodriguez, like I said, he was good. And then he well, sort of fell off after the Castillo drop. Didn't Putz have the uh, the elbow, the, the the stuff of his elbow? He had like particles in his elbow, so he basically shut him down for the first year, right? Yeah, correct. he wasn't that good. He, was, he yeah. got hurt, and when he pitched, he wasn't that good. This one's a little trickier. Billy Wagner. Mm. The Mets signed Billy Wagner to a four-year, $43 million deal after the 05 season. They realized they needed a real closer. Braden Looper wasn't cutting it. And Billy was mostly good. He saved 40 games in 06, 224 ERA. He saved 34 games in 07, 263 ERA. In 08, he got hurt in September. He ended up saving 27 games with a 2-3 ERA. If he doesn't get hurt, the Mets probably make the postseason. He misses all of 2009. He comes back to throw like an inning, and then they trade him. Look, he got healthy, and they said, great. Now we're sending your ass to Boston. (laughs) Uh, The only reason I have negative feelings towards Billy, he is so Taguchi. So Taguchi beat him in game two of the National League Championship Series. And I believe that the Mets' lack of faith in Billy Wagner is the reason why Aaron Heilman started a second inning in Game 7, and that's when he allowed the home run to Yadier Molina. So I sort of blame Billy for some of the failures in that NLCS in 06, but there's no arguing that during the regular season for a short period of time, and he was older at the time, he was a very good closer for the team during the regular season. I I liked Billy Wagner a lot. I thought that he had a lot of um, good moments again, but... I, the 08, that was that was huge. I remember that, him going down. How about this one? And, and this is a minor league deal, but it's to me, it's a free. 